chat room doesn't said yet but uh, I got a, a kind of a, an amazing download just now and I just want to share it up oh, hip hip ah. that's okay yeah, it's like elevator music I just like it because it's happy. Alright, here we go. Alright, um... Oh, there's a shit list. No, no, no problem. exploding every single day on the earth. That's what's boiling the oceans. Creating these atmospheric rivers and the rain bombs and sucking the moisture out of the land and creating the droughts and melting the ice and raising the sea level and causing these waves of climate refugees predicted to reach one billion in this century. Mm-hmm. We are warriors! Look at the xenophobia and political authoritarian trends that have come from just a few million refugees. What about a billion? We would lose our capacity for self-governance. No revolution worth anything unless it can defend itself. We have to act. We must never cede control of the motherland, for it is... (laughs) 
mean, it's so almost extraterrestrial to think about, quote, saving the planet. I mean, if you said that to most people, most people, they think you're just a crazy, tree-hugging, lefty, liberal, you know, do-gooder, whatever. Not, not a do-gooder. There's no relationship. But really, that's where we are. No, no one would mistake you for a do-gooder, Mr. Lee. Talk about the Dallas Cowboys football team. But you have any comment on Jerry and John Kelly? Yes, of course I have. And when you stop and think about it, it's pretty extraordinary that we select group of human beings because of whatever touched us at some point in our lives are able to sit in a room and come together and uh, actually talk about saving the planet. I mean, it's so almost extraterrestrial uh, to think about yeah. saving the planet. I mean, you said that to most people, most people you're just a crazy tree. Who would You know, do good or whatever. Remember, John, before we went to Paris, we were both foreign ministers back then, and, and we were... Oh, yeah. how lovely. We, we, we also were on uh, track for like a four degrees thing. After yeah. Paris, I think uh, it was reasonable to think that we at least could make it three degrees. Of course, the goal was 1.5. After Glasgow, I think we were more or less on track uh, to 2%, uh, two degrees. <laughs> What is this? Charm, there is a possibility to reach 1.5, and we did not move away from 1.5. But it's no about financing. It is really making sure that the available technology, both on mitigation but also adaptation, has uh, well, to be implemented. Uh, and that's why we have also there is, gathered um, the I, I got one more. community uh, here. I got one more for uh, you. We, know we can do more in this field. I saw a report uh, last night preparing for this that only 2% of the philanthropic funding goes to nature and climate. Philanthropy, philanthropy is doing a lot of very important things in many, many sectors globally. That's for sure. there'd be no climate crisis if there was no misogyny there'd be no climate crisis it's a it's part of a mindset it's the mindset that looks at a woman and says nice in other words my ex-husband's caused climate change <laughs> in addition to everything else The most maddening part of all of that, though, is that these policies, they're not just destroying lives, 
They're rooted in lies, all of them. Our next guest was once a climate alarmist, but now says the entire movement is, quote, a scam. Tom Harris is the executive director of the International Climate Science Coalition. He joins me now. Tom, good to see you tonight. Now, you actually say the only way to get rid of this is to go after the science of climate change. Explain. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people will say, well, you know, uh, Canada, for example, puts out so little greenhouse gas emissions that we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't actually try to reduce it because China is double the United States. Well, the trouble is people argue that, well, yes, but we have to set an example to the world and we have to be good citizens and all that sort of thing. So they're using these arguments quite often that China's double the emissions of the U.S., etc. But but the real underlying thing is that there is no climate crisis. You know, I was originally an aerospace engineer and I would give speeches and I wrote articles. I wrote one in the Ottawa Citizen about comparative planetology, how studying the planets helps us understand the Earth better. And I used the example of the runaway greenhouse effect on Venus. I said, this could happen on the Earth if we don't reduce carbon dioxide. Well, a local professor of Carl at Carleton University, professor of geology, he liked my article so much he used it in his course on climate change. And but he said to the students, but that part about Venus is wrong. What happened on Venus cannot physically happen on the Earth. And he explained why. Now, I thought, who is this climate change denier? Well, he invited me into his lab and he showed me the geologic history that he and others are finding. And they found no consistent correlation between carbon dioxide and Earth's temperature. At times, CO2 was 1300 percent of today and we were stuck in very cold conditions. So it was all over the board. Okay, um, <clears throat> uh, they're just reminding me the doomsday clock is uh, uh, <clears throat> at uh, 90 seconds to midnight, and um, they're saying that, the nuclear scientists are saying that, um, you know, there's a real threat, and so don't take it lightly. The nuclear clock, and I don't think anyone ever has really taken the nuclear clock lightly. I don't really see it, but, um, you know, you can basically compile all the things that happen on the Earth. Once again, and, um, uh, and I hate to sound like a broken record, but this is what happens when man follows his own authority follows his own stupidity because it's, you know, the, there there is no way for man to self-govern and there never has been. And um, I don't know why people keep repeating the same thing over and over again. The problems um, in America can be traced to a simple godlessness. In other words, the rejection of God with the idea that... Um, 
the rejection of any moral authority, the rejection of any supreme being or code of ethics or basically God and, and, and ultimately Jesus because but because Jesus is misunderstood, I'm going to let that just sit as an outlier. Jesus is no outlier to me, but an outlier to the public. And that's because there's a lack of understanding. Not of who Jesus is, but of what Jesus is. And this is one thing I would like to teach the world. I'd love to delve into the what. I love to delve into quantum physics and the what. You know, quantum physics too, but but with a spiritual bent. Do you know what I mean? With with a you know, it seems that when God gave us laws, they you know, and and and, and um he gave us um, you know, say things like arithmetic and the various tools we have to try to measure reality. Um these things are accurate. You know, they're they're accurate, and and it seems that when man tries to come up with a, a measuring stick about, say, climate change, it looks like the most inaccurate, preposterous thing that you know you wouldn't even expect your grade schoolers to come up with. You know, something so lame as say an Al Gore. And on top of that, the echoing news media, which is just a bunch of whores, really, echoing the you know, the stupidity until people say, yes, I believe it. Yes, I believe. And then really what they're, what they're promoting is a new religion where the high priest or the authorities, the gods of this new religion, are human beings who want to tell us what to do and steal your money. And this is obvious. And the whole reason that there is a problem and that these people always lose is because they reject authority. They reject the... I live in, I need authority to live. I realize that my decisions are not good. My conclusions are not good. My um, basically doing my own thing is not good. My own ideas are not ultimately good for me that the only authority that I can really submit to um, through prayer, study, hope, uh, uh, you know, um, collaboration with others is going to be the Lord, God, you know, and it's going to be that I was saved by Jesus, you know, that, that Jesus was sacrificed for me to be saved so that I could live and now that I know that, I submit to God as my authority because I need his guidance because I cannot govern myself. And I will contend this after watching the world for a while, now that we're in apocalyptic, uh, you know, uh, apocalypsos, you know, and, and, uh, and, and Armageddon and everything else, World War Three and nuclear holocaust and the whole gamut. I would say now that we could come to this conclusion, man is incapable of ruling himself in any capacity anywhere upon the earth. From the smallest organization to the biggest government, 
Man has no capability whatsoever to be, you know, the high priest of your reality. He doesn't know reality. He doesn't know himself. He doesn't know direction. He doesn't, well, he is corrupt. He is weak. He cannot rule himself. He cannot self-govern. He can't govern his own life. And has now proven it unmistakably to the world, including taught this lesson to the WEF and Davos and Bilderbergs and all the other stupid people. He has proven his reality is truth and that he is truth, he is the authority, and they are like disobedient children, incapable of self-governance. They have decided that they want to impose their utopia on the rest of us. In fact, just two days ago, apparently they blew up another egg factory, prompting people to get their own eggs. And this is terrible. They have no authority to do that, and they have no possibility of self-rule or self-governance. That's why their books read like, like a tome to a sixth grader, and that's why they're laughable, but nobody laughs because they're paid not to, and it is completely fail, epic fail, everything fail. That's why I laugh when I see them. That's why I laugh at them on Twitter. Because they think they can rule themselves. And look what they've look what they brought us. Happiness? No. They double down and say what they're really gonna do to us next to force us to comply. There has never been a forcing to comply that has ever worked in the history of humanity. Ever. Never and there never will be. There never will be. Bill Gates touts himself as having read all these books, but he hasn't learned a damn thing. He's still a schoolchild. He's a boy. He's a little boy. A little boy that got picked on for being a nerd. Now he's still at war with everybody else. He just wants to punish. He doesn't care about the outcome. He could care less about the earth. He doesn't care about anybody. He just wants what he wants. And if you don't listen, if he can't exercise his power, uh, then he wants to go on the rampage because all he wants is power. He doesn't want to rule. He doesn't want to save the earth. He doesn't want to save man. If he did want to save man, he would submit to the authority of God and repent and, re and try to encourage others to do the same thing. That's what he would do if he was a normal man. A normal, conscious, human but he isn't. He's a hurt nerd. He's mentally ill. He's sick. And a pedophile. You know, and any, any pedophile is sick. You know that. And should not be in a position of authority over anyone. Or he's already violated himself in hurting the innocent. He's already violated himself. If you don't believe me about Gates, just look up the, the, you know, the flight record of uh, Epstein Island, and then you'll see Gates. There he is. 
And yet, the news media, whore, 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 stupid, dumb, idiot, retard, waste of human flesh. These are people that God says, waste them. And he wants Saul to come in and, 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 and just gut them all. Because they're useless. Because they echo the idea that man can rule himself. And as far as I know, there's enough people, there are enough people who realize man cannot rule himself uh, and, you know, human cannot rule, um, you know, human with human understanding. Human today, Al Gore says, instead of Jesus, take my word for it. I'm, aren't I more uh, attractive? Don't the things I say appeal to you more? <laughs> Climate change is a religion. It's a cult religion, has no basis in reality. None. Zero. Zero. Actually, zero. Because the climate keeps changing, so it violates the uh, prediction. Therefore, zero. You know, not a hard number to come up with. Nuclear war escalating to the point where Putin is saying, you bring you know, the tanks in, and so Biden brings the tanks in. Because Biden is trying to, to kill as many Americans as possible with nukes, uh, hopefully from Putin. If not, he'll use the Pentagon to turn the nukes around and, and bomb our cities. Why do I know that? Because I know that's been on the agenda for a hundred years. More, actually. I think it was, was it Bertrand Russell, the uh, philosopher that was talking about nukes, or was around the turn of the, you know, so many years ago, before they invented the atomic bomb, that there would be these bombs they could drop on humanity to get rid of the uh, population. Human that rejects God, wants to limit the population. God wants to replenish the earth, as it says in Genesis. Now let me get my scripture out here about the destroyer. Okay, so, woe unto you, O destroyer, while you were not destroyed, uh, and he who is treacherous, while others did not deal treacherously with him. Isn't that funny? We, we had a different scripture yesterday of uh, Isaiah twenty four sixteen, and we're now dealing, here we are with that term, deal treacherously. Boy, that's a good term, right? Deal treacherously. While others did not deal treacherously with him, as soon as you finish destroying, you will be destroyed. As soon as you cease to deal treacherously, you will deal treacherously with yourself. <laughs> I know you like this one. And we should put it in context. Let me flip over and see if I can get myself... Uh, that's the uh, first verse of Isaiah 33, and I'm just wondering if I can get to... Um, uh, <laughs> well, we can... Let's see if we can get to two. Okay. 
So, O Lord, be gracious unto us. We have waited for thee. Be thou, uh, be, uh, be thou their arm every morning. Our salvation also in the time of trouble. So here we are in this, in this terrible time of trouble. And um, at the noise of the tumult, the people fled. At the lifting of thyself, the nations were scattered. And your spoil shall be gathered like the gathering of the caterpillar. As the running to and fro of locusts shall he run upon them. The Lord is exalted, for he dwelleth on high. He hath filled Zion with judgment and righteousness. I'm just going verse by verse. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times, and strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Behold, their valiant ones shall cry without the ambassadors of peace, peace will cry without the ambassadors of peace shall weep bitterly. The highways lay waste, the wayfaring man ceaseth, he hath broken the covenant, he hath despised the cities, and regardeth no man. And that's another point to interject here. You know, God is no respecter of persons. I know you've heard that, but uh, and there's a reason for that. The earth mourneth and languisheth. Lebanon is ashamed and hewn down. Sharon is like a wilderness, and Bashan and Carmel shake off their fruits. This is the judgment of God. Now I will rise, saith the Lord, and I will be exalted. And now I will lift up myself. And then, as the Lord lifts up himself, of course, then there is a blessing. You shall conceive... Uh, oh, let me go through the next one. 33. And so the people shall be as the burnings of time. As thorns cut up, shall they be burned in the fire. Hear ye that are far off what I have done, and you that are near, acknowledge my might. And this, you know, it gets better and better as we go. The sinners of Zion are afraid. Fearfulness hath surprised the hypocrites. Who among us shall dwell with the devouring fire? Who among us shall dwell with everlasting burnings? He that walketh righteously and speaketh outrightly, he that despiseth the gain of oppressions, that shaketh his hands from holding of bribes, that stoppeth his ears from hearing of blood, that shutteth his eyes from seeing evil, he shall dwell on high, his place of de defense shall be the munitions of rocks, Bread shall be given him, his waters shall be sure. And so the ones who turn to the Lord, out of the judgment of God, even during that said judgment, in this case, uh, the, the, the people that turn their eyes to God, who repent of all the hatred and the, the, you know, the wars and, the, and all of the uh, 
personal fighting, which is really, um, you know, where God comes in and, and destroys that which you consider righteous. If you turn to yourself and you make your own plans, you are considered um, considering yourself righteous over God, or if you don't obey. Or like, for example, um, I guess that the, when Saul um, was told to, to, to kill the Amaleks, um, and he he kept the, the cattle and he kept the king to parade him around. And then he lost his kingdom and, and King David, David was installed as king of Israel because Saul was disobedient. Because God is no respecter of... Well, had Saul killed all the Amaleks and then kept the, um, the uh, you know, and the cattle and the, the whole bit, you know, rather than showing off as a big-time warrior as a big victor, uh, you know, you see that's, and that's another part of it. You know, I go back to, um, you know, uh, Klaus Schwab saying, uh, one of the most arrogant pricks of all time, you know, that, 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 you know, just, uh, insane. Let's see if we can, Um, I'm not sure that uh, people had um, (laughs) I'm not sure that we had uh, you know this man is such an abomination that it's it said so many things it's hard to pluck that one out when he goes, we are the rulers of the earth, and you must obey us. And this is, Klaus Schwab, you know, was behaving as a juvenile when he put on his Star Trek outfit. And then when he said we're the rulers of the earth, he was little more than a comic book figure. And these people that have, you know, that, that follow him, that, that are very educated, they have their degrees, they think the, the degrees mean they're intelligent. My God, no. Is that a degree in conferred by man who has no ability to give a degree to anyone? No one. Because a degree, we all, especially when you get up into graduate level, becomes completely subjective to your advisor and whatever and how you're being guided. You better spit back the propaganda or you ain't getting no master's degree or PhD. We are the rulers of the earth, you know, and now we announce ourselves. And then you pick up the great reset, you pick up another pedantic, uh, you know, just in the dustbin of history already, will never be remembered, is already shredded, along with Harari sapiens, another complete idiotic. It's, It's almost as if, Harari never got past being 16 years old. That's what it looks like. And no, he was, you know, some sort of prodigy, you know, for man. But when you compare his writing to the Lord, obviously there's a huge gap. Harari is incapable of leading anyone to anything, including himself. And I predict you will see some bad things happening to these people. 
you will see their recompense because God's going to force you to look at it. Not because you want to look at it, but you're going to look at the recompense. They will be recompensed because they have mocked the living God. They have mocked God. They have mocked humanity. They have mocked creation. They have mocked Jesus. Harari said, Jesus is a myth. God is a myth. Man is nothing but an animal. We are in charge now. Precisely that. Now, what level IQ would say something like that? Seriously. Right. Subintelligent. <laughs> and one reason they want to make IQs racist, which is an insult to, to, to uh, black geniuses, <laughs> of which there are just as many geniuses as everywhere else. Of course, they'll never acknowledge that because they're the slave masters. The reason that we have the inequity is because we reject legitimate authority and we believe that we, man, are capable of ruling over ourselves and others. No, we're not. Okay, look at uh, a great case in this would be Disney. Now, there's a hierarchy there. There's a leadership. There's a board of directors. There are the stockholders, okay? Now, can Disney rule itself? The answer is no, not be, and the reason why is because they have officially rejected God in their woke policy for employees, Therefore, if employees are woke, they will fail because they have no legitimate authority. Therefore, they will make decisions that will lead them into bankruptcy and death. That's which I say the apocalypse, uh, as we, as it's been predicted by these people, they can't, you know, they, they don't even know how to wipe their ass. How the hell are they going to have an apocalypse? Well, blowing up the egg factories and getting uh, you know a chicken coop. I have plans on building my own chicken coop. Yep, just started drawing it up last night. And I have plans to get feed that is not tainted by them. It may cost a little more, but you know there's always going to be some place of getting feed where they can't take the lysine out of the feed. I'm going to make sure I have that, and if I have to add it back in, I'll add it back in. Because th that's because God's going to rule me on this, not them. The only way that I could actually make it through this thing, you know, is the, the most dangerous person that I know is me. To me. Is me without authority guiding me, without my prayerfully considering any kind of, of uh, decision or, or anything. And, and sometimes I make a decision without going into prayer with God, you know, but then I have to say, Lord, if that was wrong, I repent. But now that this has been made, please, please instruct me, which should I, should I just quit it? And I have an e easy hand so I can quit everything I'm a part of. I can walk away from everything. I can walk into death if that's what the Lord wants. I mean, in other words, that 
whatever mistake I've made in making a decision or self-rule, please, Lord, take that decision and let me repent and say whatever which way you want me to go right now, today. Let me know I'll go. If you want me to reject that, I reject it. No matter how many people get mad or whatever happens, I don't care. I just want to be on your pathway, Lord. I am incapable of self-governance, self-rule. The people I know in the world and the human beings on earth are incapable of self-rule. The governments of the world that have engaged in self-rule, meaning rejection of creator, rejection of the almighty, and taken up this idea that humans are animals who need to be controlled like, like, like cattle ranchers, they are going to be met with not just resistance, but the extreme, extreme judgment of the living God against the destroyer, i.e. Klaus Schwab and his minions, and all of them will be struck down, dead, gone, buried. And not only that, but never to be thought of again, which is even worse than death, the idea of being struck from, from consciousness, struck from uh, the ability to make a decision, every one of them, and each, oh, no, I, no, they won't be killed by people, you know, by irate people, no. It, they'll be, they will kill themselves, is what I mean, through their lack of the ability of self-governance, self-rule, and the extreme lack of uh, talent, ability, and whatnot to rule over others that they profess they are capable of doing. They most certainly are not. They will put every face on it. It's almost like Mitt Romney. He's like, I saved the Olympics, and I can save this. He can't save anything. You've watched him prevaricate and jump from issue to issue to issue to issue. You know, yay, nay, yay, nay. He can't seem to make up his mind where he is. Now he's lost all credibility. He doesn't have a shot for any presidency. I don't know he's probably thinking he does. He's incapable of rule because he has no authority over him. He is the high priest of Mormonism. There. He, he gives lip service to Jesus, but there is no Jesus in his life. There is no Jesus, God, Yahweh, nothing. He is his own authority, as he is proven by his wishy-washiness, which is not a trait of a godly person. Unless it's a conscious wishy-washy, where the person's saying, I'm having trouble, I'm going back and forth about, you know, please help me. I mean, that I understand. You know, self-awareness. Without God to show me what reality is, where the simulation begins and ends, and where the other, right, because you know, to explain some of the things that I see, because he made me intelligent enough to notice when things are anomalous. So he would explain that, but also which way to go when I get up out of bed in the morning, when what to do, and what to take up my day with. What kinds of activities should I do during the day, Lord? Please guide me during the day or guide me into, um, you know, the proper, you know, your trajectory uh, to, 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 to be uh, a success in existence, a success in whatever endeavors you've given me so that we can bring back, you know, so we can, so that we can, so that we can uh, show that our success is from you, Lord, and not from our own machinations or thought to show that our success is from you. It must be that 
there must be there 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 has to be that in in the godly person who decides to live by authority then there has to be success being shown in the life that has been chosen or if there isn't then there must be a reckoning or a reasoning as to why that is not so because the lord is not the author of failure not the author of the author of confusion and certainly not the author of, of, of this abomination they call utopia. This, the plug's got to be pulled. I think what the Lord was showing us during this last period is how many, you know, what happens to people's intellects when they decide for self-rule, when they decide to put man on a pedestal. They sink from like, they could have a 140 IQ, they sink to about a 60 or a 70. It's amazing, isn't it, how stupid they can become. Uh, through willful obedience to man. And we've seen every time when people align with man, you know, the end of the Egyptian Empire, the end of the, you know, the Greek Empire, the end of the Roman Empire, the end of the Hittites, of the of the various ones, the, the Hun, and, and, you know, uh, Genghis Khan, whatever. The end of all this self-rule and ego rule Man is not capable of ruling himself. And most people that, say, get clean of drugs and alcohol, you know, a very serious threat to people, not to be belittled, by the way. Somebody struggling with alcohol and drugs is, is they're fighting for their very lives. They're fighting for their very lives. They're, they're engaged with a love-hate relationship with poison, Okay. Drugs, alcohol, they're poison. And they're engaged in a fight with that poison to try to make it okay, to try to find a way to live with it, to try to, you know. And and meanwhile, you've got death creeping in from age. You've got, un, you know, the the ability to get sick becomes easier and easier as you advance in age. And so the vigilance has to be there. Well, the only way you can have that and win has to be from from that strength from from God Almighty. It can't be the weakness of man that overcomes addiction. It has to be the strength and the glory and the, and the, and the miracle of God that overcomes addiction in that person so that person can have a testimony, I gave it to the Lord and the Lord delivered me. Hallelujah. Okay? And, and that person would be first to say, look, I cannot govern myself. Well, of course, when we govern ourselves, it's going to be... I just saw this... Uh, there's a, a thing going around the internet by, you know, the uh, 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 male pop singer, um, Sam Smith, you know, be doing a kind of a drag, you know, show thing of, of you know, symbolizing sex and, and um, you know, sodomy and sex and... Uh, you know, per other other kinds of pervert. You know, you know. I don't even want to mention what they are, but they're, it's all in a video. It's causing a big uproar on the internet. And I I mentioned to somebody. I said that's as predictable as a toaster. This guy's like a non-artist. There's nothing you know intelligent or artful about it. He just it just it's all narcissism on his part. There's no reason for people to follow that, unless you know. You know, you you just want to become a porn addict. You know, the, the guy is stupid. He knows how to put a tune together. I'll give him that. It's catchy and people like it. But I mean, I'm saying that uh, 
He's gone further and further and further and further and further, trying. They're all competing on a sort of, you know, a drag queen type of, you know, you know, sodomy, drag queen, kids, LGBTQP. It's all political. And it's all about kids. It's really not about any gay rights at all, but just kids. <laughs> it's only about kids. And it always was, and it always will be. And it's not just sex with kids. You know what it is. It's human sacrifice. You know damn well that's what they're hiding. <laughs> oh, yes. And anybody that says anything like that, oh, it's off to the you know, insane asylum. How do you think that uh, the, the beans got spilled? Because the Lord sees and tells his prophets, and they speak it, and then suddenly it's seen, evidence finally comes out, picture, something. But I'll make another prediction right here now, 2023, you're going to see some of the biggest exposures of, of child sacrifice, cults and covens, not just minor attracted persons seeking naked pictures of boys or the pornography they share in schools of how to give a blowjob and things like that, you know, to six-year-olds, not just that, but the actual underpinnings of the religion that girds it will be coming out in 2023. And the people that are going to be implicated, oh my God, you're going to go, that person seems so innocent. How could they be involved? Well, go over to Disney. Go over to the Disney lot. Take a, take a walk up and down the, uh, the animator aisles in there, little cubicles where they do their drawings and things. Take a good look. Take a good look at what Disney has become. Just a cult. Really, in a sense, a, a, a propaganda arm of the WEF is what they are. And, uh, and, and, and uh, James Cameron and the rest of them. You know, they have no, no moral compass. They have no God. They, they set themselves up as the gods for you to follow. And they can't manage their own, uh, you know, checking accounts or their own kids or their own marriages or their own whatever kind of arrangement they made with anyone. They can't handle those. What makes anyone think they could handle the human race? There is no evidence that they would be even remotely capable of something like that. So with that, I just, you know, but see, the micro is the macro. I am the micro. I have to live by authority in, in order to uh, be successful. What, success to me is getting through the day, doing a Zeph report here, for example, getting on with my, my duties at the Craig's house and being able to accomplish those uh, with, a, with, a, with a company I created, and we created, we're creating, really, as we're creating and to, to be able to uh, do the things that I've set out to do uh, and make sure that the Lord has, uh, has given me unction. I'm not doing something the Lord doesn't want me to do. I've, I've done that. And I can feel when I'm in the zone, when I'm being obedient, when I'm in the place I'm supposed to be. And that's why you see me here at the Zephyr Report. You might have thought, well, 
I, I get more and more distant. Well, no, that hasn't really happened, has it? And this has been a God-led thing from the beginning. I think everything I'm doing is God-led right now. And, and But, you know, some some of it, I've been very rebellious in terms of my health and, and you know, and, and uh, you know, drinking and all kinds of things that I've had now to try to play catch-up on in terms of, you know, doing good things for myself and, you know, getting into the health zone. I You know, yes, hey, Trish, suddenly Benz has climbed on me and I can't, I'm having trouble dealing with it. Good job, man. Let's get out of there. There he goes. He'll do that, but he's been a good boy. I mean, he's really was great yesterday. You know, he was uh, he was here on his own for a few hours in the house, and he didn't tear one thing up. He didn't do anything. It's like oh, total miracle. Because most you know we've been we've been working on that, and I've been getting him these big twisted ropes, like six feet tall. And he's had those to occupy himself. And so far it's been great, you know, it's because he's really, what he really needs is to be running with other dogs, which is going to be happening pretty soon. But anyway, no, it's it's my pleasure. I just want to be in the will of God, you know. And um, it seems since COVID and my daughter's death, my health took a turn, you know, for the, well, I helped it, I you know, it was pretty much blotto for every every day I could even think of, you know, day after day. And uh, no, I have no apologies. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to follow the Lord and I'm still doing the Zephyr Report. I'm, I'm giving prayers every day, but I'm falling into weakness, you know, and I'm having to fight back. You know, it, I, just, it, I just hope you understand that following the Lord doesn't mean I'm perfect or you're perfect. I'm still struggling with, you know, you know, alcohol, drug addiction, all kinds of things. And, uh, you know, I, uh, well, you know, if I could have a prayer, I'd say, well, let's never do it again. That's why I wrote that song, Abomination, to talk about myself, you know, and about, you know, my, 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 my love of being inebriated. It's no secret it's my struggle. Do I think it's okay? Of course not. Of course it's not okay. You look it up in the Bible. It's very clear. A little a glass of wine for your many infirmities. I don't, I don't even like wine anymore, so I don't care about that. A glass of wine for your many infirmities and strong drink for like trauma. Well, trauma doesn't mean, okay, so I lose my daughter. Does that mean for the rest of my life I become a drunk and just like, you know, ruin my health? you know, gain 400 pounds and die of a heart attack. I mean, that's basically, and God is, he's working with me on all these issues, but I cannot, there is no way. Well, you know, when I was younger, and I've got some health issues I have to deal with, you know, some, uh, that other people did to me through poisoning. Yeah, 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 yeah. It involves a you know, major surgery. Okay, so I've been a little bit afraid of that. But what, what am I afraid of? There's nothing to be afraid of, really. Well, 
Well, then don't live in a world where people can poison you. Don't live in a world where you can be harmed. Live in a little glass bubble where no one will touch you, you don't touch anyone, and you'll be perfectly preserved. So, you know, and, and it's like, well, you mean after you've, you're doing the Zephyr report, you're still struggling? I've been, you know, I've done the Zephyr report drunk before. I've done it hopped up on uh, uh, oxycodone and, uh, and steroids and martinis. <laughs> oh, I, well, well, that was just like a weekend where I got an ear infection and they had to inject me with steroids. I'm talking about the good, you know, the injection, the, the you know, the, the ton of it, you know. <laughs> I felt like I could, like at 11.30, everyone goes to bed. I want to clean the old, we were staying in Hawaii. I wanted to clean the whole apartment we were in. My daughter was with us. Francesca was there. And uh, I went on with, the, with, the, with his, I was inspired to do his F report so God could inspire me, he could use me. But, you know, there was always the proviso that, hey, you know, this this is an abomination. This has to end. And um, I think I developed a love of drugs because I was depressed. It was like self-medication. I think it ran in the family. I think that's what killed my daughter. And um, so I was. I already had a habit of the you know pills and booze and all that. And that wasn't really my problem. My problem was I'm trying to not be so depressed as to kill myself which the doctors could not help me with because they're all stupid. They, they don't take the drugs they, they give you a script for. They don't know the harm they're doing. You know what I mean? They should be forced to take, the, to take a little of their own medicine. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Man is not capable. So with Jesus, I believe that I avoided death a billion times. I've gotten off drugs. I've gotten off, for the most part, you know, the uh, the, the the drinking habits I had before are gone now. But, you know, it happened. Should I have waited until I was sober and then talked to you? No, most of the time it's early in the morning. And I'm not, you know, under the influence of anything but coffee. But, you know, I acknowledge that I've used... Alcohol, the, 90% of the reason I've used alcohol is because I need, because I'm in pain. Well, whether it be the world or COVID or this or that or my daughter or, you know, the IRS or this or this or this or this or this, or this who knows? Whatever million reasons, uh, you know, that, that I couldn't be strong enough to overcome and I keep giving it to the Lord and I need to overcome and, and you know, the Lord is... Perfectly sufficient to overcome. The Lord is the only thing that could take the place of drugs and alcohol. And the Lord has proven that to me. And I've gone through those periods of, you know, sobriety and then fallen and then back and then forth. And, uh, no, I hate, uh, the idea of self-medication um, in order to flood the brain with dopamine so that you don't kill yourself is probably how I ended up being alive. So, you know, God has taken something used for, that could be deleterious to the health, 
and turn it into something good, i.e. not killing yourself. Because of chemicals being uptaken too quickly. Dopamine, epinephrine, uh, serotonin, you know, and, and things like that, which when the brain doesn't have those things, it gets depressed, it wants to die. You know, surely somebody can take it out of a moral issue and put it into the realm of a physical malady. I consider any kind of addiction I've had as a physical illness. You know, there's never been a a, a, a reason to uh, drink or to, to inebriate or to take drugs. Never been a reason uh, that was like, you know, basically being naughty. If that was the case, it would have been light use, you know, recreational use. I assure you, I never use drugs recreationally, but chronically. Anyway, I at the same time, I also was sober chronically. In other words, there was, it was like all or nothing. It was like, no, okay, I'm fine. And that can go on a couple of years, and all of a sudden I fall, and then back, and then forth, and then it's been a back and forth struggle. I never have believed it's okay. There have been times I've tried to say, well, I'm going to have to just cope with having this the rest of my life. And then something in me just keeps saying, give it to the Lord. You know, let's see what the Lord has. So right now I've totally given all this stuff to the Lord, you know, and, and that's how I have been. The entire 20 years I've been here, I've been giving this to the Lord. But, you know, I'd say after my daughter's Death, there was a, a great deal of, you know, pain, depression, all that. You know, there was not a question of having a martini at the end of the day or a cocktail or something. No question. It was like, there there wasn't even the slightest resistance. It was automatic, you know. It's like, med time. Okay, med, give me my meds, please. Thank you. Okay, how do I feel? Well, I feel nothing. I'm going to bed, you know, and then up the next day. Um, yeah, yeah, well, or the, the alternative was, uh, just maybe just take a hammer, just hit my head with a hammer as hard as I can. So there was a no brainer, right? So God is not, you see, all the other kinds of reasoning that I apply are false, you know what I mean? Oh, you should do this, you shouldn't do that, you should do this. That's the rule of man. I have no capability of ruling myself on any issue. The only time I start getting straightened out is by giving it to God, and it's not right away. It may be a back-and-forth thing. It may be a struggle. Maybe a struggle with something my whole life. I know some people have sex addiction. They struggle with sex addiction, addiction, their whole lives. I mean, you know, they they're not going to look at that pornography again. They're not going to not going to not going to not going to not going to. And all of a sudden, you know, it's been a few years, but now then there's a slip, and then and the old boy we're off to the races again. Yes, we have a lot of dangers here on the earth, and we're not to judge each other based on you know falling into those things. How would you like if I just covered everything up? Would you like me to just be a perfect person in front of you? Like, oh yeah. yeah really way out to have, you know, had a you know, marijuana cigarette. You're just, you know, a complete loser. <laughs> what a, you know, right? 
Isn't that the problem with Jesus? There are too many people, the high priesthood of pastors in America, blocking the congregation from getting to Jesus. So Jesus is a little frustrated. Because they say, in the name of, in the name of, anyway, I don't intend to be interviewed by Christian media. I don't intend to be in front of any Christian congregation anytime soon. I would not be welcome. I would not be ordered there. I have no, uh, you know, need to be um, as dumb as some of these church leaders are meaning they're going to play politics with you, the congregation, rather than tell you the truth. Politics meaning, well, they're not harp on the gay thing so much anymore. That was 10 years ago. Now we're going to soft-pedal it because, you know, blah, blah, blah. And let's knock off this idea that, you know, they can be deprogrammed from gayness. Da-da-da-da-da, because we want to, you know, now they're going politically correct or whatever. All of these issues, all these policies, all this man rule, man rule, man rule, stupid, 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 man rule, man rule, get it, get it, get it, get it, man rule, man rule, dumb, 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 dumb. Man rule leads to suicide. Period. God rule leads to life. Period. So I need to submit to the authority. Yes, I know that uh, being inebriated is wrong. Yes, I know that. And I am sorry. And I'm doing, you better do something about your, I am doing something about my health. This is a, you know, a recent issue. I'm doing whatever I can do. And one another guy says, well, you better do, you know, forget your past and get beyond it and just start being a, you know, say to the Lord and, you know, who cares about the and so on. Brother, I'm doing everything I can do about my past. I don't want to remember it. I'd like to let it go. Let it go and never think about it again. What do you think I've been doing here for 20 years? I'm trying to let it go. Well, the fact that it may not be gone doesn't you know, mean I'm not giving it my all. But you see, the church didn't want that. That struggle like that. They can't handle that. They can't handle that. They work in progress. That even on your best day, you're not perfect. And still, they see things in black and white. They see things like the Inquisition. You know? And then they go and they, they shame. And they say, oh, how could you say that? You know, being gay is a sickness. We have a church now with Jesus, and Jesus is gay. And I'm just like, you know, I don't hear you because I'm doing what, what is happening in Isaiah 33. I'm blocking my mind to the evil that you present. I have authority, Jesus, that I submit to. And the word of God. And that's what I could do. And, you know, yes, there are times I'm misaligned with the word of God. There are times I'm being self-willed and I have to stop and apologize. There are times I try to control things and I'm not able to. But then again, either is Al Gore. Either is Bill Clinton. 
either is you know Bush, either is uh, you know Joe Biden, either is the entire Congress, either is the entire military. None of these people. Oh, why none of these people? Well, some may be godly, yes, but the official, uh, you know, god of the U.S. military is Satan. The official god of the United States, unfortunately, is Satan. And in the beginning was God, and then it got corrupted. And now you see they rejected God, and they've been doing their own thing, not even consulting with you, to the point where Congress has about a 2% approval rating, uh, because they can't lead themselves, but they're so steeped in corruption, they don't know what to do, so they turn the nukes on you. So they can wipe out the guilt, because they can't self-rule, because voting doesn't work. You have to have a precedent, i.e., we are a godly people. Then go vote. We are a, a, a praying people. We, as America, submit to God. We submit to God because we know there's no nation in the history of all nations of the earth that ever ruled itself, you know, properly, without, you know... Oh, the Greeks may have been there, you know, for a time, and the Romans, and the various empires, of course... They rule by 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 you know fiat, and they rule by uh, you know land ownership, and they rule by you know peoples they conquer. But eventually, it all comes down. Eventually, it it all goes you know Apocalypto, which was uh, Mel Gibson's great movie, and that I really enjoyed that because they did it in the language of the uh, of the uh, you, you know the indigenous tribes of uh, South America. So I really appreciated what he, he tried to show us a, a, an allegory to ourselves. That's what Gibson was doing. Probably the smartest thing he's ever done. And, um, you know, yes, I'm a big fan, but I mean, the, you know, it's, it's kind of goes beyond fan. I consider him like a brother, you know what I mean? It's more like a family. So it's... Uh, you know, and also he's proven that you could do bold things in Hollywood. You know, and you know he did Jesus, and, and you know Jim Caviezel, who was in Jesus, he's gone on to become a magnificent uh, spokesperson for the children and for against human trafficking and for Jesus out there. He's led his whole life with that, with that persecution. He's still out there acting, and he's a great actor, obviously. Man, oh man, oh man. We have a lot to learn. We have been so long in the rule of man that we have forgotten how to, uh, you, you know, exist in our reality. We don't understand collectively that our reality was given by God and to God must be the direction, the answers, the way, the truth, the life, the existence, 
the afterlife, the eternity, the things that we instinctually feel we need come from God. And so when we count and discount that reality of God, then we can't rule. Nothing good's going to happen. Putting Trump in there is not necessarily going to fix it, even if Trump prays 100 million times a day. He was saying in his speech something to the effect that if, if he was president, like he should have been, Putin never would have gone into Ukraine. Uh, completely true. 100% truth. Putin would have never gone into Ukraine if Trump was president. That is just God's truth right there. And to get out of the commitments we're in right now in Ukraine, it would take Trump one day, he says. And I, I would say, if that, to end the war in Ukraine and to you know, bring sanity back, rather than just bludgeoning, you know, this is always the way. When man follows man, then he decides we need to bludgeon man, to nuke man, to murder man, to cover up our incompetence. Always the same in every empire. Man is not capable of self-rule. President whatever his name is, Biden, President Biden is an abomination. He is a godless, feckless, you know, obviously mob boss type criminal, right? In some kind of mafia that nobody gets in trouble for anything. Okay, fine. But regardless of that, he's incapable of self-rule. He worships his penis and sex with children and, you know, trans trannies or whatever the, the, whatever the, mass gross perversions they want to put out there. Do you think all sex is not perversion? Do you think there is sex that's capable of being perversion? When sex becomes used for power and other things, you know, it, it's a perversion of what it is. He's chewing on the side. He's chewing on that side, on that, uh, that sofa. Do you realize that? That they want to say that there is no sex possible that's uh, perversion, including with animals, with, you know, inanimate objects like robots, with sex. Nothing is a perversion. It's all love. And the only thing I can tell you about that is that's not even logical. But according to God... Uh, you know, those things they're doing um, are all perversion and there is no virtue in it because they've banned heteronormative practices and they've banned the family. In fact, that that, uh, Schultz guy of Starbucks, a complete total abomination and and really one fit for the hall of shame of of all failed human beings, uh, just because he has a successful Starbucks thing doesn't make him a any kind of saint. Anyway, he says, if you believe in family values, if you believe in the in the family, you know, nuclear family, okay, you know, husband, wife, children, you know, do not buy Starbucks coffee if that if you believe in that. And half the people that that are cheering it on, at least on Twitter. They're all married and have children 
and wives and husbands. And they're saying, right on, brother. I see white people carry around poster clappers and say, white people are evil. And they're, carrying, and they're white, and they're carrying around these posters. Um, again, oh, it'll go to total, oh, you have no, you have no idea. This is just the beginning of Clown World. Uh, you saw the the statue to Martin Luther King? Oh, just wait till they put some statues in Vegas. Oh, you just wait. You know the Baphomet, uh, uh, you, you know, sculpture they're putting, every, cloning everywhere, right? All the governments of the world love Lucifer. All the governments of the world love Satan. All the governments of all the world love to worship man and worship sex and love to worship pedophile sex and every kind of possibility, but they really love Satan, the liberator, the one who's loosed them to, you know, loose their loins and let them be free, finally. So what do they do? They turn to child trafficking. So now almost all the states in the entire union are involved in, in, in kitty trafficking, child trafficking. We must have 10,000 brothels in Albuquerque alone. Brothels meaning apartments, duplexes, houses, blah, 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 where there are you know kids that are not part of any family there that are being pimped out. Pimped out. Oh no, they're into it now. They're, they're they've accepted their fate. And that's about as dark as I want to go today. I don't want to talk about the. Uh, I don't want to go to cannibalism necessarily. No, I mean I'm sorry that they're you know this is where it goes though: sickness, death, suffering, and failure. And that is why there will be no new world order. That is why there never has been a new world order. And there never will be a new world order. And there never will be a utopia. And there never has been a utopia. And there is no utopia in the ancient past that's all a lie. There is nothing. There never has been anything. The only way man can exist is by the authority of God to place God in authority and live accordingly. Without that, man is on a death watch. Just like we are on a nuclear death watch right now. Man has done everything predictably. We have predicted that this would happen. We have predicted that we would go nuclear. We have predicted there'd be mass death. It's been predicted in the Bible. It's been predicted by the prophets. It's been predicted by everybody because they all know something that we should all know. Man cannot rule man. Therefore, we go to apocalypse. Therefore, we go to destruction. That's where it goes. Unless God intervenes to the witnesses so the witnesses can say, praise and glory to the Most High God in Jesus' name. God has just saved the world from extinction. Thank you, Lord. We all see it now. We should submit to your authority, Lord, so we don't get in this situation again because no man is fit to rule over any other man. No monarchy will survive. Nothing will survive. Everything will be dead unless we submit to the rule 
of the Almighty God, who is, you know, loves us so much, he said, his only begotten son to die in our place so that we could live. It's very simple. It's a legal binding contract, and it is the only deal you're going to get that's going to save your life. It's going to come up with, you know, your 97 to 0 is the score. You need to get 97 points in, in, in 13 minutes. Uh, and how are you going to do that? <laughs> or whatever the equation is, you got to eke the game out. You're not going to get the game, the touchdowns, the field goals, none of it, unless God comes in for you, which he did with Jesus, so you're free to go. I said you're free to go. You're good to go. No utopia, no new world order. It's not, it doesn't rule over you anyway. So what I'm here to say today is this. You want it gone? Just put it out of your mind. Good, gone. We already told you those guys were cursed to Davos. So have you heard from him much after that? Who was the other guy, the test run? <laughs> Never mind. Nah, unless we unless we toot our own horn, I don't want to, I'm not here to do that. But you know, suffice to say, if you don't focus on it, you focus on the good things. God wants that you're rewarded with that that righteous reward, and that is you know access to God's you know loving hand which leads us into salvation, love, trust, healing, nurturing, success, etc. In Jesus' name, there is success. In Jesus' name, there is success. Jesus gives us a direction, there is success. We will go in that path, and there will be a conclusion, and it will be successful, because Jesus is success. But we need to put him 24-7 on our mind right now, because you can't push out the evil out of your mind unless something pushes it out. So let Jesus push it out. 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 We all know the world is being, you know, man is trying to rule himself and failing miserably in a complete abomination and, and you know, just utterly pathetic. So don't look. Now, now, mad, now. Well, I'm mad because people don't seem to see what is right there before them. Man cannot rule man. Man cannot rule himself. I mean, that's really what it is. Man needs to submit to the authority to authority, and the only worthwhile authority that has proven itself, of course, is what it is. Now I'm not going to repeat myself either. <laughs> um... Your eyes will see the king in his beauty. They will see his, the, the land that is very far off, the direction. 
Thine eyes shall see the king in his beauty. They shall behold the land that is very far off. Uh, Yes. And so and then we also flip down to um, uh, Isaiah 32, 1 through 2. A king will reign righteously and princes will rule justly. Right? The kingdom of heaven, Jesus. You know, the anointed. Those kings that the Lord has appointed and who hold the, the, who hold the Lord in, in reverence. Um, one more beloved now we are children of God and it has not appeared as yet what we will be we know that when he appears we will be like him because we will see him as he is now that is another deep John sentence deep John John of the angels We know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him just as he is. So when we see him just as he is, that we will be like him. That's a pretty interesting thought there. It's a 1 John 3, 2. 1 John 3, rather, verse 2. We know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him just as he is. If you see him just as he is, and then you see, obviously, at the very least, the connection. Without Christ, I can do nothing. I'm not even the idea. But we just have to really, 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 in these days, we have to really concentrate on God's leading and putting out of our minds completely. There's no point to go look at the doomsday clock 15 times a day, folks. You know what it says. You know what Klaus and the, the, the other clowns are going to say. You know what, you know what the, the people are incompetent to rule because they rejected God. You know this. So let's look on him now. All you're going to see looking back at the world is a repeat over and over and over of the saddest Repetitions of all time, incompetent repetitions, low IQ repetitions, utterly stupid repetitions, repetitions that hurt other people. They get in trouble, then they blame the populace. They get in trouble, they bomb the populace. You know, no end, no end, no end to their stupidity, incompetence, and utter depravity, evil, and failure. 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 Failure, failure, failure. 
Even all those countries you like, like Sweden and Denmark and all that, same thing. Smaller country, maybe more God. Well, the more God-fearing people there are in a, in a legislature, perhaps, uh, the, the better that legislature will do. Yes, there is that relative, uh, that relative measure, of course. Don't discount a believer in Congress. One believer can change things. Everything. I don't mean to give you the idea that it's like some kind of a, like a democracy thing. It's not. Just trying to give you the idea that we, the ones who will, that you'll see in the future, though, will be the ones who did not, you know, live by self-rule. Well, some brought up last night um, discussion. What about a guy like Mick Jagger? He just does whatever he wants to do. He has, you know, fornicates whatever he wants to fornicate with. You know, slap it up, baby. You know, just comes up with one great song after another. You know, great stage performer. You know, everybody loves him. Prancing around like Satan. He got the... You know, he's the devil, really. You know, he's the best song of the devil. You know, the sympathy for the devil. He's got everything wired. It's, he's just had a charmed life. Do whatever you want and improve. Do whatever you want and get better. Do whatever you want and be the pinnacle of creation. But God allows a guy like that to try to, try to fool the masses. But look at all the people that tried to follow him in that path. What happened? We'll just take a look at the aging rock stars one day. Check out then and now. Anybody. And you'll see they didn't all go the way of Mick Jagger. I, I, don't, I have no, um, you know, I, I just, the, the whole idea of these rock bands, to me, they, they, they came and went back in the 70s, I, you, know, you know, 80s at the latest. We went to disco and then pop and hip-hop. So they're an ancient memory. So, you know, let them go. Let let people go cheer on honky-tonk women. That's fine. I cannot even imagine what a torture that would be for me. <laughs> what we, we covered a couple of songs. Yeah, you know, because the stones are danceable, you know. But, I mean, now the drummer's gone, and then, you know, eventually the others will be gone, and they all go down. They, they all go down. Everybody goes down. You know, I just try. I don't look at rock anymore. Obsolete. I like it. You know, I'd like to play it. I, I, I do like playing the vintage rock, but I, it's not, you know, on my radar. It's, I'm not... 1975, going to the apartment pool in, in, you know, in the Midwest and taking a few laps while listening to um, a, a foreigner, you're as you're cold as ice, on the radio, then going to band practice that night and learning that song, only to find out no one can hit that high note. Okay? Yeah. No, I was there. We did the radio, and then we'd imitate the radio, play at the bar, um, you know, make enough living to pay a cheap rent. I, you know, I, yeah, good old days. I didn't mind them. I, you know, I, I was okay. I was living about one, you know, one one millionth of my life though, because 
there was another, you know, uh, another millionth or so, another million percent uh, more richness in, you know, massive endeavor. When you open your consciousness to the Lord, your life enriches by at least a million percent, maybe, maybe a billion, maybe a trillion, maybe a quintillion. Maybe it's just not even comparable. But I could be more grateful. No, I could not. No matter how much I love God and how many scrapes God got me out of and, and, and saved me when I was poisoned and told me not to do something, and I did it, and then, he, then I got hurt. And all those things I wish I didn't do, I, I, just, I realized... You know, the key would have been obedience, but I could. I was just too weak to be obedient. But then again, I had to not reject God just because I fell. I had to, I'm the same person that loves God even if I fell. I maybe, you know, I think one of the hard things out there might be this, this issue that we're talking about right now. This, um, this idea that there are rules for living that God set down. And when we violate those rules, life becomes hell. And so the you know, there are groups out there that want us to to, you know, forget them. Okay. Thine heart shall mediate terror. Where is the scribe? Where is the receiver? Where is that counted? Uh, where is he that counted the towers? Your eyes will see the king in his beauty. They will behold a far distant land. Your heart will mediate the, on terror. Where is he who counts? Where is he who weighs? Where is he who counts the towers? You will no longer see a fierce people, a people of unintelligible um, speech, which no one comprehends, of a slamming tongue, which no one understands. All right, well, that'll wrap it up. No, I'm, you know, it's deep. It's deep. <laughs> it's very deep. And I'm going to find my way back. Find my way back to uh, San Bernardino. I got to play it one more time. I'm going to get rid of it. I'm, uh, Tuesday, we start um, repairing the studio. And so I should have a couple new songs coming out, you know, to, to add to the Zaff Report at that point. And um, out with the old and in with the new, and, and that, that should be... It just depends how... You know, I want to do some more, like, beats, you know, some dub beats is what I'm kind of looking at, you know, to start with. And then I also use the studio for cutting dialogue on movies and trailers and you know music you know for film and stuff like that so that that happens there and uh just got a lot on my plate right now i've got to find the strength to do it but i think today is uh, turning out to be a pretty good day this 
word about authority, and it just reminds me i got to spend all that. Had I spent more time in fidelity with God, would I have avoided some of the um, back, backsliding that I had done? Uh, absolutely not. I was completely 100% in. But yeah, that can, that can hurt you. And uh, we'll see you next time.